Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome everyone to episode four. Oh yeah. Are you excited, Matt, for episode four? I sure am, mate. Should we have a little brief recap? Last episode, episode three, we were talking about some of the early stages, uh, which I think we'll carry on talking about some of the bits when the babies are new, new and uh, basically making your life a living hell. Matt, <laughs> I've got a few things I want to talk about. Yeah? Yeah? Go for I'd it. like to firstly talk about the first time you were left alone with your newborn. Can you remember that? Look, think that far back? Yeah. It's daunting. It is daunting. Uh, well, no, actually, I'd say it's not daunting. It's it's portrayed as daunting because there's this sort of stigma that guys can't look after children, and we can. It's just you look when you sat there, you're thinking, "Shit, it's me on my own. I can do it." But after you've been there two minutes, actually, I think we're pretty good at it. But, that, but leading up to that two minutes, like. I remember the wife going out and I had uh, Theo on my own. Yeah. No, every other day I could look after him, everything's fine. But then, like, your mind wanders, like, what if? Yeah. Like, certain what ifs, like, in bed. I remember lying in bed the first time, first time I had him overnight on my own, thinking, right, he's crying. So I could hear him crying, but he was alive because he's crying. But yeah. I'm asleep. Yeah. I'm not asleep. Thinking, oh, at least he's crying. Then he stops crying. You think, oh, go back to sleep. Which anyone, any normal person would think. Yeah. But then you don't hear him crying. You're going, bloody hell, is he dead? Oh, God, mate. I, uh, yeah. And then you hear him cry again. And you're like, oh, thank God. So you spend all night up and down thinking this, thinking that. Then, uh, you know, you're, you're your partner or, um, you know, whoever you're with comes back. How was he? But you didn't say it was hard because you want to prove no. yourself as a father. But you've got bags under your eyes like potato sacks. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a fucking nightmare, isn't it? You do beg. Honestly, it seems weird, but you beg for them to cry. Even though you don't want them to cry, you beg because at least you know they're still alive. What I used to do was hold my fingers on their neck to hear the pulse while I was sleeping. <laughs> and wake them up. Are you awake? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's three o'clock. Yeah. But like, for example, like, even just like the first night, like, just going out with them on their, on your own. Yeah. Like, what, what sort of like, obstacles did you come up against? When we were when so let's say you out. when you first took autumn out yeah let's say like not in your house not sleepover you took her out for let's go you go out in the day for breakfast or lunch like walk me through that process like and how tricky it was not how she is now when she's 
let's say, a month and a half old. A month to two, three months old. Yeah. So I suppose you take them out. The whole time, my, my daughter's not great in the car. So she cries all the way in the car. And when they're at that age, you can't put nice rams on. You can't do anything because they just don't really care about it. So you just tell her some of your jokes? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I tell her some of my jokes and she cries even more. And then, um, yeah, you, you go out. You sort of go for a, for a bite to eat or wherever you go. And then you've got all sorts of obstacles. to. That's to where the first obstacle on. comes up. The menu. What do you get then? Well, it's not just the menu. It all starts, I think, when you, you get into the place and you say, have they got... Um, high chairs but you can't put a three monkey on a high chair yeah that's the issue you look for high chairs and they're too small for them so you're only of option so you complain to the place yeah and get a free meal <laughs> so your only other option is to try and take them with you you've got to have to have them on your knee or you have to have them near you you've got a buggy with you yeah and another thing a buggy you got to have a good buggy oh yeah you've got to have a decent buggy but that buggy's getting in the way of everything cheap though aren't they <laughs> mate my first car wasn't as much as our buggy buggies are so expensive and mate and how much like do you if you see someone else with a buggy that's like cheap chat yeah and they, they look at you like you're a shit parent you're There's like a, mate you can get that fucking thing away from if us if you haven't got a silver cross like silver cross is a Lamborghini of mate I wish one day I could get a silver cross yeah I'm were... only walking around in an eye candy you know I'm, when I was little I just had a wheelbarrow <laughs> Mum and dad put me in a wheelbarrow. No, no word of a lie. Home base, twenty nine quid. Yeah, I was shuffled around in that. But so, like, when you first took all them out on your own, yeah, you know, you got the silver crossed out. You, you show it off. You're proud, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And as a, you know, as a as a new father, not only do you want to like go out there and be proud of you, you want to know, you want to let people know that I've got my shit together. Yeah, this ain't fucking. This ain't walking a park. Yeah. People say it's hard, and you want you want them to know that. Nah, piece of piss. Preparation. That's what you want, but but the fact that preparation prevents piss poor performance. Exactly, <laughs> but that's the mate. You should get that tattooed on you. <laughs> but first things first, you're living a lie. You get the pram. I've been out there. I've had Theo crying in the car, and I'm trying to get a pram together. That Emily pulls out one lever, bosh bosh bosh, washes up. I'm there. I'm asking like civilians, like strangers on the street. <laughs> mate, you just hold this nozzle here. You hold this, hold that. It's got it's got four compartments. Get a quick fit round to put it up. And then you walk through town, people stop you over there, but it's the first time you're home, and you've never when you when you're with your wife or your partner and you get stopped, they normally they don't talk to us, do they? They talk to the wife or the women. Oh, how was it? How heavy was he? Mate, can I have a Matsmonia? Can oh. I have a Matsmo? I think it's about time we've got a Matsmo. Go on, what I wanna hear what are you gonna moan about? Right, okay. So this is my issue and I think it's something that needs to change. Us guys can be parents. So what happens is, if you, t- if you take your child out, and this happens a lot when you first take them out on your own, say you go to the shop or you go anywhere else, the first thing you get is, oh, is mum having a rest, is she? It's a patronising tone that gets put towards you, as if you you are just some sort of person who's just stepping in. Like, it's a together thing. And, and mate, if you get me onto it, I'm going to get into it here. Here we go, listeners. It is... Not only that, but when it comes to... I went to London with Autumn just recently, and listeners, anyone who's listening, going to London with a child and a buggy and everything else on a tube and on a train... Is this the famous Autumn where she went to the toilet thing on that trip? Oh, yeah, we went to the Ritz. I tried to show her around the Ritz, and all she said was, I want to take a shit. So, (laughs) So we went to the Ritz. 
and she took a shit in the disabled toilet. Mate, the that's you in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, anyway. So you took your daughter to London. You wanted to show her the rich. She had a poo. She just went. I want to shit and leave. <laughs> Mate, she speaks well. She just shit. Well, she didn't say it that, like that. But she, she had Dad, a poo. Daddy, she... poo poo. So she just had a shit in the Ritz and left. She wasn't even bothered. Did she flush? Yeah, flushed. <laughs> Northern um, bird. But the but the what I'm saying is, what ends up happening, and I think this is a is a thing, is I was on the train. I was struggling with the with the pram, with autumn, with everything else, and I struggled on a few different occasions. And what happens is, women will watch you struggle. Do you feel like you were being like watched to see a canny hack it? No, I don't think it is that. I think that women are, are, are a little bit scared to approach a man who is struggling with a buggy or struggling with everything because of the world we live in and the way it is. Men open doors for women, and I like to think we live in an equal society now. But when it comes to men with children, it's a completely different matter because I think women don't really want to approach a man and say, do you need a hand with that? Do you need anything else? So if you're on a train carriage full of women, they'll just sit there and not want to approach you. And not want to... So you struggle, and it took a guy... And again, a lot of men will not approach a, a man because they don't want to, like... Demasculate him, yeah. him or anything else like that. But there was this one guy, and I was so thankful for, to him because... I had the buggy, I had loads of bags because we'd been to Hamley's Toy Store and we'd done all this type of stuff. So I had a bag full of ha- uh, handful of bags, I had my buggy and I also had my daughter just asking for things and, mm. and, and moaning. And he came out of nowhere mm. and he stood up and he said, and he'd just obviously finished work, he's in his suit and tie and everything else like that, and he said, do you need a hand there, mate? And I said, yeah, please, if you could. And he grabbed hold of the buggy and he said, I've been in exactly the same situation. I've, I've, I know exactly what it's like. Nothing else, and and you you you're struggling. Let me take the buggy. So he folded down the buggy, and he knew exactly. He knew how to do, do it. it. He knew oh, how to do mate. it. And you to, and you could tell he was a dad, and he'd obviously been in the same situation. It's what people who haven't got children are yet to experience. Yeah, and he just grabbed all the buggy. He put it down. He put it in the thing, and then he grabbed all of my bags, and he said, "Oh, let me grab them. You grab the, the grab the bin." So I grabbed hold of her, he didn't say Ben because we went from up north, but he, he, he said, you grab your daughter. So I grabbed hold of her and he helped me. And honestly, mate, at that moment, because I was so stressed and I was so struggling with everything, it felt amazing. But when you're really struggling, I think us lads should like get it's rid of all it's that. It's another way of reaching out, isn't it? And like, get rid of the stereotype. Yeah, get rid of all that type of like, oh, I don't want to help him because he's a bloke and he, he won't want me to help him or anything else like that. If you see a bloke on the train or wherever it is struggling with his child, whether you're a woman, you're a man, or anything else like that, give him an hand and I promise you... Even if he says no, give him a hand. He will be thankful for it, yeah. Not not a quick hand. (laughs) Yeah, just get hold of his stuff (laughs) and let him know that you're there for him. (laughs) No, but honestly, that's my moan slash shout out. To anyone who sees a bloke struggling, he's not going to sit there and go, nah, I can do it myself. Help him out. Because that was a godsend to me that day. So, so like the first time I went out on my own yeah. with Theo, um, got him up in a van, you know, like a real geezer. Took a day off work. Uh, we took him up to like some place in the town, the village above, uh, up the road. Just took him for breakfast. But... Breakfast time when you've got a kid, ain't it eight o'clock, is it? You've got to get them ready, you've got you get their nappy changed, then you're like, right, you ready to go? And they go, they've had a shit, and you're like, oh, I've got to take him off again. So we went up to this little um, little cafe, 
and uh, I walked in there, and you know, like for example, like you know, I'm you know quite a sporting person, big events and stuff like that. Like that's when nerves come in. I got so nervous. I walked into this cafe, and it was just mums and their kids, mums and and I've rocked in a dad with his son who's just rocked out of a van. Mind you, the van's naughty, like good-looking van. And I've opened the door and everyone's chatting and it's all gone quiet and they've all turned. They're like, a bloke's coming here with a child. Has he nicked him? Is this <laughs> yeah. his? Is this a... And they all watch me walk through to the till. I was like, just, just a menu, please. Just a menu. So I ordered like food and there was mothers looking at me. Like I felt like I was being examined. Like, what's he going to do now? Is he going to, is he going to see that he's got a snotty nose and wipe it? Is he going to, yeah. is he going to remember to ask for the, uh, for a, like a straw? Is he going to remember? And I was there like, I felt so uncomfortable. Mm. Luckily for me, I can adapt into any situations. Mm. So I took Theo into the disabled changing room and I put a dress on. And I came out. <laughs> no, I didn't really. But I got Theo, who's like his dad, he loves his grub. So we got two scrambled eggs and uh, I forgot to ask for the baby portion. Yeah. So they gave me scrambled egg on toast and then Theo scrambled egg on toast. The boy's seven months old. Yeah. And he's just smashed a lot of it. You know, like, you have a lot of grub, you get tired, like Christmas when you're rolling your tummy, only falls and horses laying down, he's just out cold. Yeah. Only then, when they saw the baby was at peace, that they would come over like, oh, he's gorgeous. Going back to last episode, like, oh, don't he just look like you? He was like, he's just got a mouthful of egg. He's yeah. got egg in his face. Yeah, he just looks like daddy, doesn't he? Slough out the goonies. <laughs> only time that I felt that they would actually look at me and not judge me for doing like, I felt like they were waiting for me to do something wrong. Yeah. But effectively, I've gone out for dinner, I've gone out for breakfast with my son, on my own, which was daunting enough. Fed him, and he went to sleep. Took mm. him home. That was it. But the mental side of it, I thought, I'm getting looked at everywhere. And to be fair, don't get me wrong, I played up to it. And I was like, oh, oh, daddy's got that, daddy's got that. Yeah. And sometimes think he's a man, and you know, I'm not the most unconfident person. I was like, oh, these women are lapping this up. But little did I know they were judging me, because I was like feeding my son a, a knife. Another thing that I want to touch on. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, someone that, like, it's different with me and you, because we both, like, Orm's my goddaughter. You care about Theo and Ronnie, like, they're your own, like, likewise. Yeah. But have you ever had any of your other mates talk about their kids, like, but you feel like they're try- not coming across like, oh, yeah, my son does this, my daughter does it. They're actually trying to top Toddler you. topping. Toddler Tod- topping. That's what, I'm glad you've it. said it. Let's call it toddler topping. Yeah. Toddler topping. Get your trump cards out. Yeah. Oh, what? He's walking at 50 months? Oh, little Gerald done that at three months years old. Fuck off, Gerald. You didn't do that at three months old. Yeah, well... Um, and who calls their kid Gerald? <laughs> what I did, when Autumn was in um, my partner's tummy, because <laughs> that's where Oh, it's are. a tummy, is it? <laughs> that's where they tummy. come from. Yeah. I, well, I heard that if you play them classical music, they'll be r- much smarter. In my head, I sat there and I thought, She's smarter because of it. Look how smart she is. Because you do. When you, you've got your fair, child... she is miles in front of Theo. Oh, mate, don't do it. Because he, he can piss in a toilet and she can't. No, so. he can't. I've had to guide it. <laughs> but we won't talk about that in this episode. No. Christ. I've Googled Mensa. I have. I've Googled Mensa. And I thought, she's talking and she's counting. Maybe... What? What? And I've honestly Googled and I've sat there gone, how old do you need to be to enter Mensa? But... <laughs> 
Can um, you explain what Mensa is? Mensa is the place for extremely intelligent people. Mm. And <laughs> as you when, can tell, I've never heard of that because my children don't make me don't fill me with that pride of joy. When I googled it, the entrance to Mensa is seven years old, so I think I'm a bit ahead of myself. Do you know what is popular? Yeah. These John Arna Wayson stories. We've got another one for you. John Arna Wayson time, is it? It is, mate. Unfortunately, it's that time again. Another story for my dad. Hit me with it. But I told the viewers and list- listeners last week that... Well, I was going to say another story, but I'm going to hold that and wait till later on down the line because they're not, re- they're not ready for this yet. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, what, you've got a... I've got got a story. But not the big one. Not the big one. All right, okay. I'm going to wait. But I'm going to dangle the carrot even fucking more. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your best John Anna Wilson story. That's not the best one. I'll tell you a good one. All right, go on. Just it's not it's a quick one, but just so the the listeners can sort of put together the puzzle of John Anna Wason, so they might still be like, "What's he? What really?" 
Okay. So we used to live in this nice little cul-de-sac, right? My dad was retired, semi-retired. His business was up in the other side of the country, other side of the, you know, up in north of England. We lived down here. Yeah. Um, so he had a lot of time in his hand. Like I said, he's bought bought a motorbike. He can't ride it, so he can't go out. Yeah. He's thrown all the water bombs at me that he could. He's, I'm not living there anymore. So down the road, we got, you know, like I said, a family friend who uh, we know quite quite well. One of good friends of mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're well off they've got a few quid behind them uh, one of their sons has gone to live New Zealand okay so they they go on there quite a lot and they've gone over there so they're probably I have like six months of the year six months of the year and the lady who owns the house has massive she's like a she loves a clean everything's clean and tidy seriously like no it's the most immaculate house I've ever been in the front garden there's not a leaf on it right you wouldn't even think to bring this up to someone's, att- someone's attention would you sorry I've got hiccups by the way <laughs> <laughs> so my old man you know we were like just up the car we were probably like six houses up so would see them leave for their holiday yeah wave them off so, oh see you later on bye have a good time where are you going then oh we're just going to Spain for a week oh how long are you going for a week and then he'd go, oh, just a week, all right. In are, these nice, are these nice neighbours oh, or the friends? Yeah, yeah, they're lovely people. They're lovely okay. people. But he's asking them how long we're going away for <laughs> to find out how much he can get away with. Right, okay. Right? Mind you, like I said, he's had a lot of free time on his hands. Yeah. No, if I'm well, like, for example, a leaf had fallen on her drive and she'd be boshed straight out there, pick she's, it up. She's got her CD when it comes to leaves. I would say so, yeah. So my dad would go... I'd be like, where are you going, Dad? In the back garden. He's lifting up the, you know, the black bins, the proper wheelie bins. Yeah. And he's got two bags that have been prepped there and, like, closed in a different bin. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? He goes, come watch this. What are you doing? He goes, they've gone all day, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. I go, what are you doing? He goes, come on, pull me down. So I'm watching him, and he's got two bin bags full of leaves. <laughs> right and their front garden yeah he just emptied all these leaves scattered off. them everywhere yeah. but he didn't do it straight away when they left he waited for the day before they returned yeah so that she would come back to their leaves or whatever <laughs> and I'd be like so I was like what are you doing she goes she'll fucking hate this <laughs> your dad is the opposite of you remember that man in Home Alone uh, when he used to sweep up the snow oh the <laughs> no not Mav the guy who the old man who everyone oh, was scared of yeah, everyone was scared of him. He used to sweep up the snow, and he was just a nice gentleman. Everybody hated him. My dad's the opposite of that. He, everyone was scared of him because he was sweeping up snow. Your dad is actually the one that needed to be scared of because he was the one laying leaves for the, fun. The fact that he'd come into my room and go, Ben, follow me. <laughs> and I'm going, where are you going? And we've left the house, and he's got two bin lines. He's got one in each hand walking down this road, and he's emptying all these leaves on her front door. I said, what? Like, what are you doing? He goes, I've saved these for two weeks. They're real crisp. <laughs> What the fuck goes on in He's your like, dad's they're, head? They're back in six hours. And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, she'll fucking hate this. I think she'll love it though. I think, but he's thinking it's funny. And I'm going, Mate. I'm going, I'd be fucked off with that. But to top it all off, for months and months and months, and I only remember hearing this, my dad would go, you know, my mum would go, oh, I'm just going to never dump Tesco. She goes, don't worry about any milk. And I never thought about that. No. 
He used to go and take their milk. <laughs> he used to steal. He's a 55-year-old bloke. And he'd take their milk. That's classic suburban living. It was like even like the neighbours next door. I did a bit of work around the house. He said to me, he goes, um, David, he's, um, he's really deaf. Yeah. And the geezer's like 85 years old. He's like, you've got to really, really speak up. And then I was going around there to do a job. Mind you, I, don't live, I didn't live with my dad at the time. And I was going around there. But my dad was adamant. He's like, I'll meet you there, I'll meet you there. Because there was only a couple of, and I know he just wants to talk to someone. Like, he's bored. And he turned up. He's like, all right, David, this is Ben. Like, shouting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, bloody hell, he's deaf. Like, fair enough. <laughs> so my dad's like, I'll leave you to it. But my dad had gone round there to make sure that I'd carried on shouting at this bloke. Yeah. Because he weren't deaf. So the guy just thought me and my dad were just shouters. And I'm going, David, what I've done upstairs is I've shut off your water. And his wife was going, do you need to talk so loud? David's got really sensitive ears. I was like, I know, my dad's told me he's deaf. <laughs> yeah. I was like, David's not deaf. because I know. Did you shout him? You silly cunt. My granddad, so my granddad had hearing aids. But back in the day, I think hearing aids are a million times better now. You just stick them in your ear and it's just there. But you is remember, that how AIDS came? You remember those ones that you have around your ear? And it... All of a sudden, when the batteries run out, you hear this. Yeah. Do you remember? It sound like Hoover. The old yeah, Hoover. yeah, yeah. Always, and it'd be like, oh, it's not working. So he'd just take it out. If my nana was having a go at him, it just go. Oh, batteries have run out. And they used to. <laughs> they used to um, I don't know if your like grandparents did this, but mate, I'd go around to my grandparents' house, and the TV would be on like full blast. Mm. And well, I'm getting like that now. Yeah, and and I'm like, why don't you just stick your ear in there, granddad? Oh, it's run out, it's run out. And they'd just sit there and listen to the TV full blast. They can't Couldn't fucking hear see it. it. Couldn't see it. Hear it. Can't hear it. it. Yeah. It's, uh, and they're watching the snooker. Like, you <laughs> don't need the fucking sound. Yeah. Oh, turn that down. I remember my dad used to watch the snooker with me on a black and white TV. Have you ever tried watching snooker on a black <laughs> and white TV? What's the score, Dad? It's fucking pointless. What I've learned as I've started to get a bit older and everything else is that we're all just the same. Everybody is just the same. Apart Everybody from goes apart from my old man. Yeah, everybody goes through the same shit, but people just portray it in a different way in public. So it's you see something, you see what someone's like, and that's their public persona. But behind closed doors... That's what I've learned. Reality is... Exactly. You everybody's know, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've learned that. Like, There's two sides of people, everyone. And I've learned this from myself. Because in front of the public eye, mm. I was Jack the Lad, nothing bothered me. Yeah. But recently, like coming to terms with what's happened and everything and actually having an, an, an illness yeah. and sorting that out, you never know. Like, I, I now don't judge people on anything. No. And it's not just... Unless the chance shit. And the thing is, it's not just about <laughs> mental health or anything else like that. When you see people, and I learned this, if you see you go for dinner with a group of your mates or anything else like that, mm. you know people talk about Instagram and Instagram being fake. What you see on Instagram is just an exaggerated version yeah. of what's... Or a nice version of what No what one the posts shit is. up, do they? No one goes, oh, no, the mum's never post a photo of... Oh, this is like yeah. my wife was taking the, the boys to down the river for a photo shoot. She only posts a night of photos. You think, oh, that's lovely. You don't post the photos of dragging them down the river. Yeah. 
and like trying to get the photo shoot. Mind you, let me just say, she wasn't dragging these children down the <laughs> river. And it was like planned. Yeah, people see, show a picture of their lovely front room, but they don't show the washing up and everything else. And I think that's that is real life as well. It's if you easy. go for dinner with your mate, say everybody you're in couples and everybody goes for a meal, what you're seeing on that couple. Say we've got friends, haven't we, that are couples and we see them and like, oh, they're perfect. What you're actually seeing on that couple is their best version that mm. they're presenting to themselves. The second they go into that house and they shut that door, that's the real version. And, that... and, you're, and, you're, and you're, not, you're, not, you're never necessarily going to see that. You have to see that. But don't take the best version you see of someone and compare it to your own relationship. Yeah. And it... But also, talking about couples and dinners, yeah. can I just let every listener know yeah. If you're in a couple, right? <laughs> yeah. And you go out to dinner, so example. Mate, it sounds like you're about to no, piss them off your chest. No, this pisses me off. Go on. If you go out for dinner, as, a, as an adult with kids, <laughs> yeah. right? You go out to dinner, it's a treat, isn't it? You've got no kids. If, it's as, a spa if, day, mate. It's a spa oh, day yeah. with no they kids. Don't ruin it by going, oh, can I have a look at the receipt? Can I have a look at the bill to pay exactly what I've paid for? You just go, all right, oh. should we split this? Fuck shall we off. split this? Yep. If you're not going to split it, I'd rather pay for the whole thing and you just fuck off. Right, we're all here as a oh, team. Oh, no, you had an extra side of... You had a side of garlic bread, so I'm going to pay eight quid instead of ten quid. No, you're not. You're yeah, not. You're get out. you pay ten quid, or I'm going to leave... I'm going to... I'm going to... Oh. And we're me all and you both a, fell short for that. Yeah, we're all here as a team. If we're out for a dinner, we're a bunch of couples... We've all come out for a dinner. We're here as a team. We're not here as individual couples. We're here as a team. If you've got to spend 10 quid more, spend 10 quid more. Yeah. It does not matter. If somebody's had a starter and you've not had a starter, who gives a shit? If someone's, smashing up, if someone's smashing up the bottomless Tango and Pepsi, don't get on their ass because you've had one fucking can of Coke. This is the way I see it, right? Oh, grinds my gears. Let me tell you how I see it, right? And I'm going to I'm gonna put out a rule book for couples, right? Oh, and whether you want to, what would you call it? What would you call it? Oh, Matt's rule book of couples. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, about someday. There's no special name for it. It's just my rule book of couples, right? If you want to abide by it, you can. If you don't want to, think. But it's common sense, right? Hear this and hear me now. You're all going out as a collective, right? If somebody wants a fucking starter and they've had a starter and the other person hasn't. You're treating them to that starter, and not only you're not tre- not only uh, you're treating them to the starter because you're there. It's the fact that, on a combined note, if somebody's bought a starter, which let's be honest, unless we're going to the Ritz, it's going to be no more than ten pounds, mm. right? Between remember, we're in couples. Say there's three of you. That's two that's six, for yeah. six, six people. Six people over three. Ten pounds divided by six. Is Carol Vorderman is three point three 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 recurring. <laughs> You're paying three pounds extra. Three pounds is not a if you can't afford three deal. quid. Don't go out for dinner. Get your life together. Invite us round for dinner, then cook, and we won't pay. Yeah, but it does <laughs> my nut. It does my head in. Or people go, oh yeah, but we've only had one drink when you've had two. You pay yeah, I've had two because. You're boring. I've had to have an extra drink because you're killing me. You're paying £3 for your friend to oh, enjoy themselves. And nice. if you can't see your friend enjoying themselves for £3... There's a code of conduct. There's a code of conduct. There's <laughs> a code of conduct. Don't fuck me about. The code of conduct. Don't is. invite me out for a meal and then make me feel shit for having a starter when you're, when you're having to share a couple off the £5 menu. Uh, and th- that's the other thing. When you go out with people 
and we're all just having a meal, and then there's some sort of special deal on where they go, oh, it's a five pound for a beer and a uh, beer know, and a burger. Beer and a burger. In fact, we'll we'll stick. With so that. I have to have a burger then. Oh, so I'm gonna have to stick with that now, mate, because so I've got to have a beer and a burger. I can't have a glass of Chardonnay and a lasagna. I've seen the steak, right? I'm oh. looking and I've seen the steak, and then just, somebody just goes, "It's nice to be out and have a steak." I'll just have a beer and a burger. Um, it's gonna be seven pounds for me, and it's gonna be fourteen pounds. And then if it's, for you. Ta- if it's table service, they come over, and you have to, you basically have to get the same as them. There's, but on the on the flip side, there is an awkwardness where if somebody orders. And this is where, if you're out with your partner's mum and dad or anybody else mm. like that, and have you ever been out with your partner's mum and dad? And it's like that awkward thing of, you know they're going to pay. Like, you want to pay. I always try and pay, and I always do, do this. But that's the, the but right the, thing. Oh, I'll get this. And they should go, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then don't happen, you go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always been... Who's at the starter? <laughs> I've always been in the awkward position where I know that one of the parents is going to pay and I'm like, I'm an actual adult, please let me pay for this. Mm. But when it's all starting and everybody's starting to order and you're looking and you're going, well, I really, actually really want that ribeye steak, but I know that I can't order it because... And then you wait... Then two of them will get the same yeah, thing. you wait to see what they're ordering. No, and no, if, you go first, you go yeah, first. And if they're like, I'll just have a prawn sandwich, you're like... Uh, yeah, I'll go for the prawn sandwich as well. And then... But you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't have what I want. Well, no, it's the fact that you know they're going to pay for it and you don't want to You nah. don't want to order something big because if you order something much bigger than them, you're in a difficult Mate, situation. This is where my wife bosses it. She just loves steak and chips. So yeah. it's like, we'll go out to dinner and my old dear will be paying. And, you know, she, she's, a, she's a teacher, so she's not rolling in it. And she'll be like... Oh, I'll have a little... I'll have chicken wings and all that. Uh, what do you want? And the missus will go, I'll have a fillet steak and chips, please. And she's like, oh, isn't she lovely? <laughs> and then the mum comes down to me like, you've had a start, you can pay for that yourself. Yeah. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, what I was saying about like the, the, the little agony things that do my head in, I think we should ask the uh, listeners. Okay, so next episode, guys, anyone who's listening... Please do, if you're listening on iTunes, anywhere where you can comment, please do comment. Or on our Facebook page, which is Lads to Dads Podcast. If you can comment and tell us your worst experience... Going out to dinner with a couple. Going out to dinner with a couple. And we'll shout it out on the next episode and we'll talk about it. And... I'd love to hear some serious stories. I'd love to hear some brilliant stories that you've got. So please do comment on uh, Lads to Dads podcast Facebook page or on our uh, iTunes. Keep it, keep it sharing, keep it liking. Plenty more from us, don't you worry about that. But we'd love you all to get involved. Love every minute of this journey. Hope you'll stick with us. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the next episode. Love ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.